Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am the host of this show. My name is David Heath. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies from every genre and every era. Just about every genre anyway. And uh, today uh, we are going to do another podcast episode and we're going to split it in two uh, and we'll release one one week and one the next and we're going to do another one on 30 great character actors and you know i think uh, one of the one of the things that we take it for granted is when we see a movie we tend to take those people uh that are the leads and think oh those are the the best actors out there when in fact a lot of times that is definitely not the case a lot of times the lead actor is supported by uh the the great supporting actor and if you are a quarterback of a of a football team you, and you don't have anyone to throw to or block for you well you're going to lose so you need these character actors and need them to be solid. And a lot of people think that if you have uh, a great supporting cast, um, you can go with empty leads almost. And I, I find that to be mostly true. And I think you can make up for um, a little bit of lost ground of acting ability uh, if you have a great supporting cast. And um, two or three or four... Uh, actors that are in in a film can really make a difference um, for the lead actors. Often the lead actors are just uh, the the prettier ones or the ha- handsomer ones or or whatever. But uh, but the character actors, those are the guys that that can awful can often carry a film themselves. And a lot of these people on this list can carry a film themselves. Um, but they are real strong at, in helping uh, the film move along by filling in gaps uh, that are important to fill. And, you know, it's too often that we view these character actors as uh, just uh, almost like set pieces or something. And, in fact, you know, there are people that have often studied very hard uh, honed their craft and tried to uh, really make a difference in a scene um, and thus making a really big difference in in an entire film sometimes. And I want to reiterate, we did this a couple of months ago and I really enjoyed talking about it and I, and I got quite a few clicks um, on on them as well. Uh, but I want to reiterate that th- this list is not necessarily indicative of a, like a top 10 or top 30 or whatever. Um, it's it's actually just a list of really great character actors. There's no real way to quantify uh, who the best 10 or best 30 or best 50 are. Um, but we already uh, we already honored three, 30 of them. And now we're going to honor 30 more. And we'll probably do it again, a couple more times over. Uh, but this is just a, a variety of people uh, that I kind of have put together. And uh, I hope uh, that you recognize most of the names 
and I hope you recognize their performances when I mention their names. And they they are this this is a very fantastic list of actors uh, that are highly capable or have been highly capable of really lifting the spirit of a film. Uh, so, uh, without further fanfare, um, let's go ahead and get in the list or get on the list. Um, the first one. Uh, these are in no particular order uh, except for the first one. I want to make sure and mention this one first. Uh, we just lost a, a great character actor. Uh, and his name was Alan Arkin. You, if you didn't haven't seen any of these any of his movies, I'm surprised you're listening to this podcast. Uh, no, he had a tremendous impact um, on the film industry. Uh, for really 60 years. Uh, Alan Arkin had 110 credits uh, to his name, including TV and movies. Well, he was nominated for an Oscar very early in his career for The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Uh, really a good, strong film for 1966. Uh, and then he went on to play a villain in Wait Until Dark. And we did an episode on Wait Until Dark uh, from 1967. Um, and he continued on his career, uh, made movie after movie after movie after movie. Um, and he was uh, in uh, 1979, The the In-Laws, which is a movie that we will do a podcast episode sometime. I have been trying to locate... A really good podcast partner for that particular episode. Uh, the In-Laws is just an absolutely hysterical film uh, with Alan Arkin and uh, and Peter Falk, and it's just so fun because they are such opposites of each other, and it's a really really fun Arthur Hiller, Hiller film. And Alan Arkin plays a, a mild and meek dentist who is just getting through life and. Peter Falk plays a CIA guy, and it's just an insane, um, it's insane madness. Uh, he also had a memorable role in Glengarry Glen Ross, another movie that we uh, did an episode on. Um, and more recently, he was in uh, Argo and, in 2012. Uh, now, he won an Oscar for uh, the Best Supporting Actor in Little Miss Sunshine as a heroin-addicted grandfather. Uh, really excellent movie. Alan Arkin, we lost just recently on June 29th, uh, 2023, and he was 89 years old. And God rest his soul. He was a, what an amazing actor, and he will be missed uh, next uh, on our list of character actors is Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton is a, a character actor's character actor. Um, born in 1926, uh, we lost Harry Dean Stanton in 19, or 2017, excuse me, uh, at age 91. Harry Dean Stanton had 217 film and TV credits uh, to his name. Roger Ebert said this about Harry Dean Stanton, and who 
said that no movie featuring Herodine Stan can be altogether bad. He also mentioned M. Emmett Walsh uh, in the uh, in the quote. Harry Dean Stanton was in oh a, a lot of really good ones. Uh, uh, notably, he was in Paris, Texas, where he played the lead role, uh, and that is uh, just an excellent, excellent film. Um, very good character study. Uh, he also appeared in Cool Hand Luke, Kelly's Heroes, The Godfather Part Two, uh, Alien, Escape from New York. Uh, Christine, the Green Mile. Uh, he also was uh, Molly Ringwald's uh, father in Pretty in Pink, as a drunken her drunken father that she was ashamed of. Harry Stan was just a fine, fine, fine actor, and uh, lots and lots of credits. Two hundred seventeen credits, just an amazing actor, and we are glad to honor him on this list and uh we have another one and that's gonna be M. emmett walsh <laughs> imagine that <laughs> uh emmett walsh uh the other guy roger ebert mentioned uh, who said that uh, a, a movie can't be altogether bad with harry dean Sand or m emmett walsh i just watched a uh, a movie with M. emmett walsh um, that I just uh, turned off uh, right before I started recording this podcast. Um, every year or so, I watch all the Planet of the Apes films, and it's just a ritual for me. Um, <laughs> um, and Emmett Walsh appears in Escape for the Planet of the Apes, one of my favorite movies. And Emmett Walsh is 88 years old uh, as of this uh, recording, uh, but... He also had just over 200 uh, film roles, including a uh, movie, Midnight Cowboy, What's Up Doc, uh, Little Big Man. I love his his uh, bit in The Jerk. He is the guy from, you know, Steve Martin. He's the guy that says, uh, you know, die, milk face. You know, and he, he looks up the phone book, sees uh, Johnson Navenar. Sounds like a typical bozo. <laughs> uh, we just, you know, just such a fun, uh, fun uh, actor. Uh, he was also in some serious movies uh, like Ordinary People, uh, Silkwood, and Blade Runner. Um, and he appeared in some light ones like Fletch. Um, he was in Serpico in 1973 also. Uh, just uh, worked with lots of big time actors. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I, I almost forgot. He also plays the um, <laughs> the uh, uh, the the dean and uh, in the film Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. That was a fun role as well. <laughs> Just a funny guy in that movie. Um, so we have next on our list, we have uh, M. C. Ganey. MC Ganey, uh, 75 years old, um, is been in a lot of movies himself. We have covered him in the movie Breakdown uh, with Kurt Russell, where he played a mean guy, really mean. And uh, we also talked a little bit about him 
uh, from in our side ca- sideways uh, podcast episode, um, and that he played the the guy with. Uh, I mean, Sideways is a movie with lots of funny parts, uh, but possibly the craziest, certainly the most cringy part, is when MC Ganey runs out of his house uh, with his stuff. <laughs> Go flip the flop and flip flopping all the way down the street. And <laughs> just um, if you haven't listened to the sideways sideways podcast episode, go back and and listen to to that. Um, I think uh, when directors have a certain uh, character type in mind, um, they 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 say, uh, "Get me Danny Trejo," uh, and they call Danny Trejo's agent, and he's not busy. Oh. Well, get me MC Ganey. And that's kind of how MC Ganey, I think, gets parts. Uh, because it's, a, it's they're the same guy almost. Um, uh, also had a notable role in uh, the movie Con Air. And uh, MC Ganey has 192 credits. And from uh, what I understand, uh, he is a very nice man unlike his screen persona most of the time. Uh, so he is 75. And we, uh, as of this recording, uh, and we now have on our list, uh, John Deal. Uh, John Deal is truly one of those, uh, that guys. Uh, he has been in the movie making business uh, for over 40 years. And my favorite role, I uh, thought John Deal is in the movie Stripes, where he plays Cooter, you know, the 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 kind of the dumb guy that, that doesn't know how to play cards, <laughs> has to learn from Dewey Oxberger from John Candy. Um, uh, John Deal has 152 credits, you know. Uh, he often plays, you know, a husband, a brother. Um, a tough guy, uh, you know, he's done everything. 152 credits for over 40 years. Kind of amazing. And he's really, truly one of those that guys. Um, he's uh, had uh, regular roles in several TV shows. Uh, he was also in uh, Jurassic Park 3, uh, Escape from New York. And a, a DC Cab, another movie uh, from 1983 called Joysticks, which we will probably actually, uh, we might cover. I'm working on getting the director of that movie, uh, which is like when the world is Joysticks. Um, it was made in 1983 with, uh, the, at the height of the video game, the 80s video game craze. And uh, he had a role in that. But uh, John Deal uh, is uh, now, he is 73 years old as of this recording. And uh, the see, next on our list, uh, we have another John, uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, John Leguizamo it will turn uh, 63 on July 22nd this year. And uh, he has had uh, 
a, a long career playing very similar roles that John Deal plays, uh, actually. Sometimes he plays a tough guy. Sometimes he plays a dumb guy. Sometimes he plays a smart guy. Sometimes he plays a cop. Sometimes he plays a bad guy. Um, he, John Leguizamo has been all over the place. Um, notably, he was in uh, the movie Moulin Rouge. Uh, and also Lincoln Lawyer, uh, Chef, another good one, John Wick, and John Wick 2, uh, and most recently uh, in The Menu. Uh, John Leguizamo has, as I'm looking it up right now, uh, 156 credits, and um, I um, think he's had a, a, a major impact on the film industry as a character actor. And so our next uh, our next guy on our list is another John, uh, John Gazelle. John Gazelle died, died tragically in 1978 at the young age of 42. Uh, but listen to his film credits, okay? Uh, the Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather Part Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. That's his list. And guess what? Every one of those was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Unbelievable. <laughs> six films, six nominations for Best uh, Picture. Uh, the guy was golden. And unfortunately, he died very young, and but not before making uh, a huge impact on some films. His most famous role uh, obviously has to be as Fredo in the two Godfather movies. Godfather movies, but he unfortunately died of, of lung cancer. Just uh, what uh, a shame. Uh, that we lost him at such a young age, and what was else would he have been able to accomplish? Well, our our next our, our next uh, character actor is not a uh, John, but a uh, Jack. Uh, we've got uh, Jack Warden, who was technically born John, by the way. <laughs> technically born John Warden uh, Lebzelter. Uh, he died in 2006 at age 85. We talked to him about him on the podcast a little bit. Uh, we talked to him about him recently on our episode on used cars, which may be my favorite role of his, uh, but also in Justice for All, really, really tremendous role where he played uh, the judge. And we talked a little bit about that on the podcast too and another episode that we have had is 12 Angry Men. He played juror number seven. 164 credits uh, total. Uh, he starred uh, with uh, Warren Beatty in the movie Bullworth from 1998, and a movie that was critically acclaimed, and it was also in 1978 with Warren Beatty in Heaven Can't Wait, one of my favorites, and yet another one that we've covered here on the podcast. Uh, he was also on uh, the movie The Verdict. Played him absolutely fantastic uh, performance in The Verdict. And we'll cover that one too at some point. Uh, he died in 2006 
uh, at age 85. And what an accomplished actor. Uh, he had, uh, I, let's see, 164 credits. Yeah, yeah, 164 credits. So our next actor on the list uh, is uh, Paul Winfield, another actor that we've we no longer get to enjoy watch work. Paul Winfield uh, died in 2004 at age 64. Uh, made a huge impact, though. Uh, had had over uh, 100 credits uh, to his name, including movies like The Terminator, which may be my favorite role of his. Uh, and he actually performed several functions in the Terminator. He's kind of a, uh, uh, he's, he's got, he's a tough guy, uh, captain, but he also, the police, but, but he also is smart enough to be very afraid, uh, of the Terminator <laughs> before he knew completely what everything he was, uh, capable of. Uh, was in the business, uh, since, uh, 1967, uh, went on to star in many films, including uh, Cliffhanger with Sylvester Sloan, Presumes Innocent with Harrison Ford. Also played in Star Trek II, The Wrath of, of Khan, if you've uh, seen that one. He was nominated for an Oscar in 1972 uh, with for the movie uh, Sounder, and his co-star in that film, uh, Cicely Tyson, was uh, nominated for Best Actress. Uh, Paul Winfield, uh, 1939 to 2004, and he is missed. And our next character actor. Uh, our next character actor is Charles Lane. And you say, who is Charles Lane? He is another true that guy. If there ever was a that guy, Charles Lane is a that guy. <laughs> 379 credits to his name. Oh, the guy only had a 65-year career, though. Just... It didn't do a whole lot. No, <laughs> 379 credits. Um, just a, an amazing career. Uh, he was in everything. Have you seen classic films? Um, he uh, was born in 1905, died in 2007, had, had credits going all the way to uh, 1995. And uh, he was married uh, to... Uh, uh, Ruth, his his wife, for seventy one years, uh, something unheard of in Hollywood. Uh, he was in. Oh, listen to this list: Mr. Deeds goes to town. You can't take it with you. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Arsenic and old lace, and it's a wonderful life. Gee, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of any of those movies, uh, but. He went on to to appear in movies all the way into into the nineties, though. As a matter of fact, in twenty fifteen, 
that's 2015 yes folks <laughs> you can hear his voice eight years after his death after a holiday in a holiday uh, short uh, the night before Christmas 20 in 2015 uh, but <laughs> uh, but for all intents and purposes uh, he was in movies till 1995 which very insanely his last credit was the computer that wore tennis shoes a remake of the Kirk Russell uh, Disney movie uh, he was in a lot of TV shows too uh, St. Elsewhere uh, The New Leave it to Beaver L.A. Law um, you know but uh, wow just an amazing career uh, in 1985 he appeared in uh, Murphy's Romance with Sally Peel and James Garner uh, he played in the TV movie The Return of the Beverly Hillbillies uh, he also appeared in Soap, Mod, Chico and the Man, uh, Family, Rhoda, a lot of big 70s shows. Uh, he appeared uh, with uh, Lucille Ball uh, a couple of times and and all kinds of TV shows in the 50s and 60s. Just over and over and over again. And all kinds of movies in the 40s and 30s. He's just in everything. Uh, Charles Lane, you know him when you see him. You'll... Maybe you want to Google him. Uh, then you're going to go, oh, yeah, that guy. He is a that guy for sure. And uh, what in the world would we have done in with <laughs> classic films without the great Charles Lane? Usually played a cantankerous guy, um, but we needed him. <laughs> uh, so the next uh, on our list of great character actors um, is um, this time it's a lady and uh, her name is Eve Arden uh, Eve Arden uh, was in uh, Hollywood in, in, in classic uh, film uh, curiously or uh, or weirdly I should say uh, the thing that most people would actually uh, identify Eve Arden in is uh, the Grease movies where she played the, the principal and uh, uh, she's the one that has the, the great line if you oh, what is it she says oh if you can't be in athletics then please be an athletic supporter you know <laughs> just um, you know Eve Arden was known to have a really a tremendous uh, quick wit in her delivery and um, she usually wasn't a lead she did not play the lead very often uh, which is why we're talking about her today uh, but uh, Eve Arden was in movies like uh, At the Circus with the Marx Brothers uh, a big role in Mildred Pierce uh, Anatomy of a Murder she played Jimmy Stewart's uh, secretary and friend and then uh, uh, again later on would star in the Grease movies uh, Eve Arden w was uh, 82 when she died in 1990 uh, she was born in 1908 and uh, she had 101 uh, credits to her name uh, including a TV show called our Miss Brooks, which she was the star of. 
kind of late in life, she also appeared in Falcon Crest, uh, Fairy Tale, Tale Theater, uh, the show that was on Showtime, uh, and another show called Masquerade. Um, Eve Arden, yeah, had 101 credits. And so, um, we take our hat off to Eve Arden. Um, our next character actor is a gentleman, really a gentleman of gentlemen, uh, and his name was George Sanders. George Sanders had 137 credits uh, to his name. He was a, a co-star in some really big movies, uh, All About Eve, uh, Rebecca, uh, The Picture of Dorian Gray, uh, Manhunt, and also uh, he was in A Shot in the Dark, uh, the second movie, and uh, the second Pink Panther movie, uh, and uh, that he was uh, always a, he always played a gentleman, and he had this unmistakable voice. Uh, he uh, would you would could hear his voice in the movie The Jungle Book, uh, the animated uh, version of The Jungle Book. That is, uh, he unfortunately died in 1972, and he was only 65 years old. Uh, seven uh, seven Oscar no nominations in his. Uh... I I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> I'm reading something wrong. Uh, he didn't have seven Oscar nominations, uh, but uh, he was an excellent actor, uh, nonetheless. Uh, we see him. Actually, his last film was in 1969, The Kremlin Letter, I think. Uh, he's also in the Quiller Memorandum, a movie that I would highly recommend. Uh, and Samson and Delilah. Uh, just the list is just really long. Uh, it, curiously and interestingly, um, <laughs> uh, George Sanders was married to Zsa Zsa Gabor and also to sister Magda Gabor at one time. So, <laughs> interesting scenario there. Um, yeah, she, he married Zsa Zsa Gabor in 1949, got divorced in 54, and we know how many marriages she had. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, then he married Magda Gabor uh, almost two decades later uh, before his death and was only married for a year. Very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, but he also was capable of being a leading man, uh, which he did... Uh, um, multiple times uh, but just an excellent actor British actor uh, the huge British accent and he just uh, was cool, cool as a cucumber uh, when you heard him, heard him talk it was unmistakably his voice uh, George Sanders and let's see uh, next on our list is uh, the the uh, Shall we call her the fix, fifth Marx brother? Because that's what Groucho did. And that's uh, Margaret Dumont. 
Uh, Margaret Dumont was an actor that always played somebody uh, of wealth. And uh, that's why she was such a good foil uh, for the Marx Brothers. Uh, she appeared in seven uh, of their of their films. And uh, she, she died in 1965 uh, at age 82. And Groucho mentioned her when he won an honorary Oscar. And um, it's just really great that he was, that he mentioned her. I, I think that's just really fantastic. There are a lot of people that claim that Margaret Dumont didn't even understand the, the, the bits that the Marx Brothers are doing. I don't really believe that. You know, I think you have to be dumb, and I don't think Margaret Dumont was dumb. Um, but she certainly <laughs> uh, played n uh, naive characters uh, as the straight lady for uh, for uh, the for the Marx Brothers, particularly Groucho. Uh, Margaret Dumont, though, uh, had fifty-seven uh, credits. Uh, to her name, uh, she also appeared with Laurel and Hardy in the in the Dancing Masters, uh, with Jack Benny in the Horn Lows at Midnight, with Abbott Costello in Little Giant. Um, he she also appeared with uh, Wheeler and Woolsey, and uh, appeared with Lupe Valles and Valles, and also appeared in Never Given a Sucker and Even Break with W.C. Fields. Uh, brilliant, brilliant straight lady. Um, and uh, people just don't give her uh, credit for being exactly what she was, which was just, uh, she always played that rich woman, the older rich woman, and and she did it marvelously. Uh, so um, we gotta, gotta give credit to Margaret Dumont and so that's what we're doing today on this list. And uh, let's see, we have a couple more before we break and wait for the other 15 next week. Uh, but uh, the next one is George Kennedy. George Kennedy, uh, some people might know him best for his Oscar winning uh winning role in Cool Hand Luke, where he played with Paul Newman. Uh, he also uh, played an uh, uh, important role in the airport in 1970, which, um, that one's actually pretty good. The other's not so much, but that one was actually pretty good. Um, uh, just a really, really long list. Uh, the Iger the Sanction, the Delta Force, um, and uh, let's see, uh, the Boston Strangler, the Sons of Katie Elder, um, McHale's Navy, Guns of the Magnificent Seven, and uh, he, in, later in life, uh, starred as Carter McKay in Dallas, and he was also uh, Frank Drebin's boss in the Naked Gun movies, and the, <laughs> in which... <laughs> well, those movies are just so funny. Um, uh, George Kennedy had a career uh, that went on for four decades. 
Um, he's also in a in a really little known movie that we might cover sometime in the future called The Double MacGuffin. Uh, really interesting movie from the the seventies. Uh, uh, I want to say seventy eight or nine, uh, but uh, a movie that starred a bunch of kids. It isn't really a kids' movie, um, and uh, and I and I think we might cover it on the podcast um, as one of those um, little hidden gems. It's pretty good, and George Kennedy uh, plays a, kind of a good guy role in that. George Kennedy was capable of playing a good guy. He was capable of playing a bad guy. He was capable of playing everything in between. Um, you know, he was capable of being the friend. He was capable of being the lead, uh, the lead's friend. Uh, either one. You know, he was just so good, and he is missed. Uh, he was 91 years old when he died in 2016, um, but this was not before having a tremendous, tremendous career. And our last one for this part of the of the segment uh, is going to be a gentleman that starred in many 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 westerns and uh, and many other movies but uh, Lee Van Cleef is our guy that we're going to talk about lastly on this portion of it uh, Lee Van Cleef born 1925 uh, died unfortunately in in 1989, uh, was too young, uh, but had uh, over 170 film and TV credits. And uh, but he is best known for uh, being the in the Dollars tr- tr- trilogy uh, films uh, for a few dollars more and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And uh, he is the bad in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, Lee Van Cleef um, was also capable of doing a good guy and a bad guy. Uh, one really good movie that I suggest to everyone watch if you like westerns is Death Rides a Horse from 1967. And that's such a good movie. Uh, he plays the villain in uh, Escape from New York. Um, and one thing we, we want to uh, note is he uh, was a submarine chaser um, during World War II. Uh, so he is a war hero as well. Um, he had a small role in 1922 for his first movie in High Noon. Uh, he was also in a film noir called Kansas City Confidential. Uh, um, the Nebraskan, the Desperado, uh, the list is really, really long, uh, of movies with Lee Van Cleef, uh, but he will best, most certainly be, uh, always best known for his role as the bad guy and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Again, Lee Van Cleef, capable of being a good guy, but he was really capable of being a villain too. And he, in some, yes, some, some spaghetti westerns, Sometimes there's the anti-hero, and he was capable of doing that as well. Uh, but over a 40-year career, and um, uh, he had a, a really good uh, 
a performance on Johnny Carson's show uh, shortly before he passed away, too. If you can catch that YouTube video, it's a fun interview. Uh, But Lee Van Cleef, great career, and uh, he is missed. Well, we'll, we'll put a little bow on this part and listen to the podcast next week for part two of 30 more great character actors.